good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you may be listening. Thank you very much for tuning in to all you listening now. I am your host, Johnny. Of course, this is a very big day for our nation. It always is every four years around this time. Having said that, I've had a very good day, and I certainly hope you all had as well. As you know, we're a few weeks into 2020 now, and I wanted to start the show off with a little bit of positivity because I know a lot of people at the beginning of this year started New Year's resolutions. You know, I know that's a popular thing to do for the new year, and I've never personally been one for resolutions You know, I like to actually set a plan and go with it until I reach my goal. But I do relate with waking up one day and feeling like I don't have it today. Or I wish I could call in from work. Now, if any of you were where I am, where I can afford to not only miss money, but let a day go by without being productive, when it's not an off day, we all need at least one day off a week to recharge, in my opinion. I'm going to live with y'all. Today was one of those days I am actually feeling a little bit under the weather, but I'm fighting through it and I'll be okay. It's not COVID, by the way. I've already had that already. So um, just a little bit under the weather, but I'll be fine. When situations like this arise or comes up, it's times like this that has helped me learn that not being negative and not getting into a negative mood is important. Before learning this, when the day didn't start out to go the way that I wanted it to, it would start me in a downward spiral. And in many cases, wouldn't allow me to get things done that I knew I had to do. I remember this one time, and obviously today is a good example, but I suddenly remember this one time where I was looking for an apartment and I was having a hard time because I had an eviction on my background. I'm sure some of you all can relate. And I knew it was going to be tough to find one, but of course I had to start my search. I was still at this stage in my life where I couldn't afford to have anything actually go wrong. I'm sure some of you all can relate, you know, being in a tight financial spot and not barely being able to put things together. And you certainly can't have things go right. That's going to cost you any money. Well, it just so happened that when I left the house this day, my car wouldn't start, you know, and even with it not starting, I tried to stay positive since I was like, you know, I have to just go get a battery. Now, having to get this battery, yes, I probably couldn't afford as many groceries as I wanted to in the home, but I I felt it was like, okay, I'll be able to do this once I got on AutoZone.com and did some math. I got a jump start, went on my way to AutoZone, and on my way to AutoZone, I shit you all not, my power steering in my car went out. My power steering was already giving me problems. I, I will admit it was giving me problems where I had to constantly put power stirring fluid in it. But by me doing it, it did actually last several days. So it wasn't, you know, it, you know, the car was still drivable and 
you know, power store in Florida back then, I could buy a bottle for like two bucks. So it was manageable because I couldn't afford right away to actually fix the power stirring. When it went out, it really got me frustrated, but I was still like, okay, I'll deal with it. I mean, I had to at that point. Made it auto zone without having power stirring. So turning that car sucked. And I go in, I'm waiting, you know, to get help to get a battery and I hear this distant crash on the outside. A person ran into the back of my parked car. And on top of that, the person who ran into my back car decided to drive off before I got outside. Now, at this point, as I'm sure some of y'all probably know, I was mad as hell. And, you know, I got my battery, AutoZone got put it on for me. Got several bottles of power starting fluid because, you know, I thought, hey, you know, I have to at least still be able to go look for this apartment because my lease was pretty much up while I was staying and I was, I was having a horrible day. And because I was having a horrible day, the rest of my day was done in my head. I mean, after all this, I was just like, yeah, I, I can't do it. So I ended up going home. The next day I knew I had let my bad day affect my mood and it stopped me from doing the things that I know I needed to do. And this got me to thinking about why I couldn't let that happen again. Now, fast forward to the present day and yes, um, horrible days, much like today, still happen. But now I have a couple of ways I stay focused and still get done what I need to get done. I'm going to share a couple of these with you. First thing I do is remind myself of my why. You know, we talked about, you know, goal setting and the why was an important factor last week. If you all listen to the show, I have to get done what I have to get done. Right. So because of that, I'm remind myself of why I'm doing it. Then it certainly helps to push me through. The second thing I do is remember how I've been able to overcome hard issues in the past. And that this time right now will be no different. Lastly, I had to find something I could do honestly in that moment to help me stay focused. Now for me, that's music. I normally, I'm a big rock music fan. So I'll put on some rock music, whether it's, you know, asking Alexander or bring me the horizon or kill switch engage when, you know, Terrence house was there anyway. And that'll help me stay focused and that'll give me the energy that I need to keep going. Now I know these things sound easy, but much like any behavior, it just takes time for them to become habit. Building habits such as these is what's going to help us continue to ensure that even on days that aren't going so well for us, we continue to build and march on to our goals. There's a saying that the mind is the limit and this is the year we're going to have to push our limits and it truly will take mind over matter. Speaking of the mind, it actually gives 
segues me to the next thing I wanted to bring up and talk about, which in the sports world, yes, the NFL is going on, but Kyrie Irving is a huge talking point to a lot of people. And I certainly understand why the young man is quite polarizing and a lot of people find him fascinating. You know, he just got back to the Brooklyn Nets and he talked briefly, but he did talk, I believe it was yesterday, about how he had to take a mental break. And I grew up in an era where you were taught that being mentally being weak and being weak minded was a sissy thing. And that you had to man a woman up and just fight your way through. Now, though it has helped me through my life, I certainly understand people needed to take a mental break. I've had to learn that even myself, as strong as I try to make myself be, there are still days where I need to step back and step away. Now, just for anybody out there who's thinking, well, since when I have mental problems, then that just means I have to just shut down and I'm not obligated to tell anybody anything. Well, you're partly, I believe you're partly right. You certainly aren't obligated to tell anybody what you're going through, but you are obligated to, for example, tell your bosses that you need time off work to deal with a personal matter. The company I currently work for is very good at this, and they'll actually let you have the time if needed. When you need that break, you still have to communicate. And please don't let your mental state of mind give you an excuse to not do what's right. Yes, your well-being is much more important than any job you will ever hold or anybody that you'll ever work for. But... There are still rules that we have to follow. So take your mental break. But remember, open communication is so important in every step of our life. So don't let something like that get in the way of us not doing what we know is right. All right, let me switch to this. I know a lot of y'all played the lottery yesterday. Don't, don't, don't be honest. It's okay. I played too. I played too. You know, hey, look, when the jackpot is, I think it was $820 million. Yep. I went out and bought a couple of tickets. Now, I normally do not actually even play the lottery. Okay. I played a couple of times in my past, but it's not something I actually do on average. I mean, I'm sorry. I just looked at the figures. $850 million to be exact. I mean, that's a lot of money. I think that's the third largest prize or jackpot in history. I remember reading an article years ago. I think it was on CNBC, if I remember correctly, about how lottery winners go broke after winning within three to five years. I mean, could you imagine winning this amount of money or any amount of money this large and then having to file for bankruptcy and then return to the everyday workforce because you need money. I would be sick as sick as I am right now. I would be sicker than this. And I'm sure many of you will feel the same way if this happened to you. Let's talk about ways this could be avoided. 
So if you play yesterday and if you win, or if you just happen to just come with a large sum of money, you'll know what to do because, hey, you just never know. Now, I will say these are things that I would do, so you don't have to take my word for it. But without further ado, here's what they are. First, I would put together a strong team. Here's what I mean by that. I'm going to hire a good lawyer, a good accountant, and a financial advisor that can help me with my plans. I would do this first before I even started getting any money. Okay, yes, you definitely want to cash your ticket in first, but I'm just saying, you know, after you cash the ticket in, do that step first. You're going to need that knowledge. I mean, look, even if you're a pretty smart guy or gal, having that expert in your corner is what's going to help you with your plans. So definitely do that. The second thing I would do is make sure that since I have a bank account, I'm going to make sure that I open a few more. It's a general rule to never have your money all in one place. Having multiple financial or banks, if you will, of financial places to put your money is much better than having it in one. Now, if you're worried that your money that's in the bank might just one day up and disappear for you, you don't necessarily have, you don't have to necessarily worry too much about it. Because if you open up a bank that's insured by the FDIC, then up to $250,000 peer bank, for example, you have a checking account at Chase. That account is insured up to $250,000. If you open another one at Wells Fargo, same thing, so on and so forth. So that's why it's important to not have all your money in one spot. Now, depending on how much money you plan on giving, which leads me to my third thing, you know, to family members and friends, hopefully just it falls into that category. And, you know, everybody has their own definition of friends, but just make sure you're not giving it to the friend of the friend of the friend of the friend. Because trust me, that's a huge pitfall that can get you broke real quick. But depending on how much you plan on giving, you could consider actually giving it as a gift. According to the IRS, you can gift up to $15,000 per person without having to pay taxes on it. So let me give an example. Let's just say you have, let's just say you win. Let's say you don't win the jackpot. I mean, that would be great, right? But let's just say you win $5 million, for example. You could give your, your friends, your friend, I don't know, John, your friend, Mary, your friend, Matthew, all $15,000. You could do it as a gift and you don't even have to pay taxes on it. Now, there's always some other roles with the gift policy. You can only gift up a maximum of, I think it's $11.8 million. So, there is a there is a limit, but financial advisor that I was telling you about will be able to help you out with that. But, you know, just a little tip to throw that out there. The fourth thing that I would do is not quit my job yet. Anyway. I mean, I get it. You find out you won a large sum of money. 
you work at a job that's just not a job and it's not a career. Yep. You're going to be one to get the hell up out of there quick. So I understand, but I would set a plan first to find out what you're going to do with your money, figure out with your financial advisor, just what you have to do with the money that you have. So you don't end up like the aforementioned statistics. I know I would never want to go back to work for anyone. So trust me, this is important. This is an important step. Whatever lifestyle you want to live, it's best to figure out how much of this money you have that you need to invest for it to be able to bring you back to windfalls, whether it's through stocks, whether it's through dividend stocks, ETFs, bonds, a dirty word right now. So maybe not bonds, but you know, any real estate you want to buy, anything like that, that's going to actually bring you back the same amount of income you want to live on. So that way you can actually afford to work and still, you know, afford to quit your job, excuse me, and you'll still be fine. So definitely do that. The fifth and final thing, which is really, really important. And I know that this is very tempting. It's very tempting, but don't go by the mall or everything you see on Amazon. Look, I get it. If you come from where I'm from, to quote a poet, you come from the bottom. Therefore, having a ton of nice things and being able to do a lot of the things that we dreamt of, we haven't been able to. So when you get that large sum of money, the first thing many will want to do, including myself, by the way, would be, hey, you know what? I want to take that trip here. I want to buy this kind of house. I want to get this kind of car. I want to buy these kind of clothes. And I get it. Having nice things, there's nothing wrong with that, but you want to have nice things. You don't want nice things to have you. Because if you let that happen, well, again, that's how you end up with a statistic, which is why having that solid plan to ensure your financial future is going to be pivotal. Now, if you happen to win that 850 Lord, that's a lot of money. $850 million jackpot. And I think the cash option is like 600 something million. Okay. Maybe you could afford to go buy a little bit of nice things. So maybe step five isn't the most important, but I still would caution to make sure you set yourself up. And then at that point, once you figure all that out, hey, you know what? Go crazy. All right, ladies and gents. That's all I had. Hey, if you won, congratulations. And I'm certainly happy uh, for you. I will tell you all right now, I ain't win shit, but it's okay. So, you know, hey, took that risk. But nonetheless, congratulations if you listen to me and you won. All right, that's it for today's show. I very much appreciate everybody tuning in. Remember, remember, you can listen to me anywhere podcasts are being played. Also, go like if you like our content. Go like my Facebook page. It's R-Y-L now. That's the word R spelled out. Y-L now on Facebook. Give me a like. Hey, leave me a message if you actually like the show or you have an idea yourself. I'll talk to you all later. Peace.